All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. The Avs have been a busy team. They've made some trades. They did their draft. They signed some free agents. But the work is not done yet for the Avalanche. What else do they have to do to complete this team before the season starts? And some Instagram questions that we will get to right here on Locked on Avalanche. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, and on Thread. We are on Thread already, so uh, if, if you want to go join the, that, maybe that's the the Twitter atom, uh, atomic bomb or something. I don't know, but we're we're, it. we're up and uh, we're running up on uh, Thread, so go join us on there. I think it's just same thing as Instagram, but yeah. Twitter-esque, basically. It's magic. So far, so good on over on Thread. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So go follow us on that. Uh, and, and we're at wherever I've lost my. I usually have this method. So uh, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. LockdownAvalancheGmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And our subtext. We have so much here that people can <laughs> can find us on. Uh, link to our subtext is in the show notes below. Subscribe to that and chat with Kyle and I one on one. Uh, did I cover everything? Oh, the rundown. I think the rundown over there next to Mr. Sullivan. Uh, yeah, we'll get to our some questions. There's a couple there um, that we will tackle and others as well. But where we're going to start today, sir, is like we said in the opening. Yeah, the the abs, the work is not done in Avalanche Land. I think they're they're big moves, which mainly were the trades. Like, yeah. I mean, we talked about the the free agents uh, and and how we liked but with maybe for me anyway a little bit of an asterisk with the free agency signings like them but um the trades were kind of like their big moves right so they still have some roster spots to fill so we were kind of thinking like all right what else do the avalanche have to do and the best way to do this is if you follow us on uh, any of those social media outlets we put up a projected line graphic uh, for each game day. And we're going to do that right now over on YouTube. Here it is right here. And we're kind of, kind of, this is like projected, obviously. We don't really know where things are going to be 100%. And if we know Jared Bednar, these move around all the time. So as you can see, your what you're pretty much needing right now is a fourth line forward and a decision for the third line pairing. Everything else seems to be in place. Um, your first line, and again, these could change. We got Lekkanen, McKinnon, Rantanen. Your second line, Druin. Uh, Johansson and Nachuskin, your third line, Wood, Colton, and O'Connor, and then your fourth line, Cogliano. We have Ben Myers right now at the center position, but that could be something that they sign. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they could sign a veteran and you know put slot him in there. And your 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 fourth line right wing, you, you just don't know right now. And then for your defensive pairings, obviously Taves and McCarr, uh, Gerard and Byram, but that also could be Gerard and Manson. Um, and then your third pairing between we got Jack Johnson, Curtis McDermott, and we put Sam Malinsky in there as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where the abs are right now. And, and, and like I said, the focus is that wing on the fourth line. What do you think the abs do there? I know the everydayers during the offseason and addressing how the Avalanche should attack this offseason, we kind of mentioned with this Landeskog LTIR money, go out there and make an impact. So far to this point, they have. And right now, they're sitting with a little bit of pocket change. We have development camp going on right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, Chris, because I I, I have something in mind, mm-hmm. but I, I'm curious what you think. Do you think this that fourth line position? Do you think this is something that they have to sign for, or is this where we promote an eagle from within? I've kind of feel the way last year went with so many guys being brought up. And nobody really taking the ring. The only one, and he's my go-to, is Jean-Luc Foodie. Yeah. He's the only one that I would say, like, I would give him a shot. And it's kind of like I say that with a little bit of trepidation because he only played eight games, nine games. So you don't really know. And do you want to go there again? So I don't think so. I don't think the Avs do that because I kind of feel like they they – they tried it last year, once, one, because they were forced to with yeah. all the injuries. Um, and like I said, nobody really stepped up and really just took it over. And the ads were like, yeah, you're staying here. Like, you're playing so well, you're staying here. <clears throat> um, so because of that, I feel like they they go out and they find something. I want to bring up Colton really quick because it was announced that he is going to go to arbitration which is his right to do that's in his contract. He can do that. There's zero panic about that. Like 22 players filed for that. Yesterday was the deadline when they could do that. Basically all that means is they go in front of a judge and a judge says, this guy is worth this amount of money. And that's where the contract is signed and away we go. Most of the time it doesn't even get there. It doesn't even get to arbitration and in front of a judge. I would expect the two sides to come together on something. And the kind of the consensus is that number will be between three and 4 million a year. Um, and you mentioned the Landeskog LTIR money. And, you know, I think there's some people out there that were just thinking like, we'll take his AAV and just give it to one guy. Avs weren't going to do that. I, I could not see them doing that. They had too many guys that they needed to sign. They needed to spread it around a little bit. If they sign Colton for three to four million dollars, that leaves them with three to four million dollars left in the bank to go find a couple more guys to fill out these roster spots. So they're doing it very methodically. They're doing it properly and really like the kind of like the correct way. You could disagree with the guys that they got, but they're doing they're not just throwing all their eggs in one basket to one guy and say, like, oh, now we're now we're now we just assign a couple guys for the league minimum to fill out the roster. 
You know, I, I, I agree with you there. And this is something I've had to adjust to because the Colorado avalanche way is kind of like promote from within, like address your fourth line. And like you mentioned, like last year, it's kind of how they were forced to do it. And they went into the year kind of with that in mind that that's how you have to handle it. I just, after seeing Vegas win the cup, and I know this is going to be the last time I ever say this, <laughs> but th- that fourth line for Vegas, like I think that yeah, like that team was deep. That team was yeah. a very deep team. And Colorado last year, there were so many times that the fourth line was just cut out completely yeah. in play. So, and you could see in the graphic, like Cogliano, he could play center. Like you could move Myers around. I was very much of the idea of just promote from within, use that as like the carrot in training camp and preseason. Like, hey, you want this spot? It's right here. We're not just kind of seeing what you can do and sending everybody back to Loveland. Like, we have a spot if you could show out. With that three-ish million dollars hypothetical mm-hmm. after the Ross Colton deal, I it wouldn't hurt to get a Abe Kubel type player to just slap on that fourth line and just limp through to the trade deadline. Like don't break the bank. Don't because you have it doesn't mean you have to spend it and you could carry that over to the trade deadline. And there's a lot of teams that are right up against the cap and are shedding quality players because they are like really utilize that trade deadline with a little bit of pocket money. Just don't overspend for that fourth line. Well, and where they're at, like what they need to address is pretty much like what's left in in free agency. So they don't really have to go out and spend. I don't think they're going to be right up against the cap. They'll give Colton his money. And then, you know, and we have um, Jack Johnson, McDermott and Malinsky in the third pairing. They could still go out and get a defensive guy that and, you know, we were mentioning Cal foot. Yeah. Before uh, we recorded, he's still out there. He wouldn't cost you a lot if you wanted to find someone on the free agent wire. Um, as far as the that forward spot, you there's three guys that I I have down here. One's Jesse Pulleyarvey, who just mm. is not did not work out in Edmonton. Um, and and but the, and the, I I say him because. It's kind of like a Jonathan Drouin type of signing. Like it's just not working out where he was. Is a change of scenery what he needs? Uh, Max Comtois is another guy who I think would be very good on that fourth line for the Avalanche. And Denis Gurionov is another guy um, who Dallas let go. No, Dallas traded him to Montreal, and Montreal did not sign him. Yeah. So maybe Drewen knows a little bit about him and wants to bring him. It, it, I, those are three guys, four guys, if you want to include Cal foot that I think are still available that you can get for relatively inexpensive uh, contracts and slot them into those positions. Those like, you know, maybe Pooley, if he starts to play, he could be a guy that goes up to the third line. O'Connor drops to the fourth or something. If you know, you can maneuver him around if you wanted to with Jesse Pooley, and he wouldn't cost you an arm and a leg right now. And could be one of those things where he goes into Colorado, kind of like reclaims his career. Who knows how long he would stay there? Maybe it's like a – we said the same thing with Jonathan Drouin. Uh, if he gets his career back on track, does he hightail it out of there afterwards? Maybe the same for Jesse Pugliarvi. We don't know. Yeah, I, like real quick, just uh, my final point on it. I just would like to hold on to that money because of – with Miles Wood 
and Raijo both coming off injuries, and it's the Colorado Avalanche for goodness sake. We know what injuries do. <laughs> I would like to hold way. on to the, yeah. I would like to hold on to that money just in case, so you don't have a repeat of last year. Yeah. And I agree with that. And I think they will to some extent, but I also don't think they want to just play for the trade deadline. Like that's not till March. Like they have to put a team together now that can compete now and then deal with the trade deadline later on. So we shall see. Um, anybody left on the free agency market that you guys are uh, hoping the ads maybe take a look at comment away in the comment section over on YouTube. All right, uh, let us get to FanDuel, and then we will uh, answer some questions. People come through in fine fashion, as always, over on Instagram. Uh, but first, we have FanDuel, and you can take your first swing at betting at Major League Baseball on FanDuel, and you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $200. You can just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets and you get those bonus bets in if you win or lose. And that's $200 you can spend on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. It doesn't even have to be baseball. Kyle mentioned if you want to bet, what's his name? Joey year, Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, that incredible athlete Joey Chestnut in next year's hot dog. You probably do that right now over on FanDuel, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet in Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, um, let's jump right into some questions here, sir. And again, if you're watching over on YouTube, we're going to throw them up at the bottom of the screen there. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to call you Phil because I don't know what that says right there. Uh, Phil asks, are we a better team than last year? Very good question and kind of difficult to answer because I, I, how are we answering this? Like a fully healthy team from last year? or what we put out there from last year. So I think you got to answer it in what was actually out there. That's how I will present it to you. The team that we have right now that is healthy, are they better than that kind of ragtag team that you put together all throughout the season last year? What do you say? I say on two fronts, it's yes. Mm -hmm. Just like I was, I mentioned to you before we hit record, it's still a cool feeling to see Jonathan Drew and, and Ryan Johansson on this roster. That's such mm -hmm. a cool – it feels like an all-star roster. It's a, it's a cool feeling. Yeah. So I think just quality alone, like take all the health and the nagging injuries and all that out of it. Just having those names on the roster, that's exciting. And to your point, this team hasn't lost a game yet. So, yes, yes, they are much better. <laughs> Uh, it's tough. Like there's aspects that they are definitely. And, and that, you know, getting, uh, Johansson just makes you feel so much better, um, about the second line is, is he, and I, and I said it when they got it, is he the best option? No, I don't think he was the best option, but he is a better option than what they had all of last year. Definitely. Um, but you, you know, and then you have to think of like, okay, what did you lose? 
you lost Eric Johnson. Other than the sentimental factor of that, um, the on the ice factor is is not the worst. Um, you lost JT Confer, who the rights to Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah, but you could go get him right now. He's a free agent. <laughs> if you want to bring him back, um, you know. So you lost JT Confer, who I'm in the camp where it's like I I was not like he had a great final season and i was not so enamored with that to be like everything that happened before that didn't happen Mm -hmm. it did he was very inconsistent in his career for the avalanche and i think a lot of avalanche fans have like the blinders of what have you done for me lately and with jt confer it's very good what he did for you lately but you can't forget what came before that see nazem kadri yeah well uh, but Kadri was good before his, all his all his years with the Avalanche. Kadri was good. That last year was just spectacular. And and then you see the drop down. You expect the same out of JT Confer. Kind of, yeah. Um, and then uh, Evan Rodriguez, and I think that's one of their bigger losses, if you ask me. So, and then okay, what have you brought in? Well, you brought in Colton. You brought in uh, Johansson, and then your free agents. So it's kind of like. But it, it's it's how they play together, and that remains to be seen. So to answer the question, I'll say, yeah, I think they're a better team than last year, but I don't think it's like this massive like drop-off from, from last year. For, don't forget, like they were a first-place team last year in, in the division. So uh, do you feel like they can do that again this year? Well, that kind of flows into our second question asked by Matt DH182. Where's our confidence level at? Um, you know, this is a playoff team. Uh, yeah. that, that's my confidence right there where you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Am I raising the Stanley Cup? Not right now because there's some really good teams in this league. And you see what teams like uh, the Devils have done, what like the Hurricanes have done. Um, there, There's a, you know, the Avs are just not going to slice and dice their way through uh, the West or whoever they match up with in the East uh, if they make the Stanley Cup Finals. My confidence level is at a good level because you have a good team and they are a competitive team and they are a playoff team. And that's kind of what I really want is to just have a team that can get into the playoffs where anything can happen. My confidence level is at the same level it was last year after winning the cup going into next season that like that you had that fever pitch of optimism. That's where I feel like last year we're just getting a mulligan. We're getting to do it over. With a better construction, we saw how that went last year. I feel like they have a better game plan, a better roster structure. It's an optimistic. You, you're very excited about what this team could possibly do on paper. Yeah, because and even look at the team from from last year. What they accomplished. We've said it. We said it all year long. Look at what they accomplished. Yeah, and just having all those man games lost, and you know if this team can stay healthy. Uh, well, now it's a different team. Now it's a different mm-hmm. team that has to stay healthy. So now, now, you know, you haven't seen this team play together. Will it work? Will it? It's built different. It is. It, it definitely is, which kind of flows into our next question. This is uh, amazing how this is happening. Uh, Maddie, Maddie Tack. Is it Maddie Tack? Oh, you're buzzing. Fix your, fix your buzzing. Uh, physicality versus skill. Abs have an abundance of both. What are your thoughts on that? And and this is something that um, the front office said that they were going to address this offseason. Then they used the, the word grit. 
that they needed more of it. Um, that typically has not been the avalanche way, but they are not going full to one side or, or either of this dial. Um, they have the skill clearly and they're upping the physicality, but they're not becoming this goon of a team where it's just every guy that they're acquiring um, is just going to go reckless abandon on the ice and they're going to be the most penalized team in the league. I think they've methodically picked guys that they know will play the game the right way and bring that physicality factor when it's needed. Yeah, I think, honestly, the Avalanche kind of last year were that high-end, like, super fancy car that you really can't get dirty. And when you do, like, you saw it with the injuries. Like, you need grit. And you're not just a gritty team because that's like a Jeep just wandering off in the woods all the time. You're not going to win many races that way. They're finding that like that muscle car feel like it could go fast. It could hold up. That's where they're it's it's the perfect mix where they are right now. It's the blending of the tortoise and the hare. You you saw the speed. You see gritty teams not make it to the playoffs. They're combining both. And I it's it goes back to that optimism. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Yeah. It's tough to do that. It's tough to really find uh, and, and, and get a roster together that has all of those aspects because you can't. You can't have just, you know, uh, one way more than the other. And I think you saw that last year with the yep. Jazz. They weren't a physical team. And it gets you through the regular season. When you get to the playoffs, most of the time, like, I don't say, well, I don't know how to phrase this, but refs – let more things go in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And when you're, when you have a physical team, sometimes you can get away with some stuff. And the abs really didn't have that to like rebut, like what was happening to them, especially in, in Seattle. So uh, I like where they're heading. I like where they're headed. I like the makeup of it. Um, so the next question, Easton Holston, I believe is the name. Uh, who is going to be a quote unquote Swiss army knife? Uh, who's going to be a Swiss army knife forward for next year um, after the losses of Erod or JT Confer? So kind of like the jack of all trades type of guy. I have this weird feeling deep in my bones. Mm-hmm. Arturi Lekkinen is going to have himself a year. That's a good pick. That's a really, really good pick. And I was kind of like on the, the fence were like, like, man, that, that's a really good question. And I don't know who it could be. Um, but Lekkonen definitely could be that guy. Um, I kind of, I'm looking for Bo Byram to have kind of that season to, to kind of like be a do it all type of guy. Cause it really is Cal McCarr. I mean, Cal McCarr, yeah. I mean, he doesn't take face offs, but. Um, if you eliminate that part of it, because that's a kind of a key thing that, you know, JT Comfort did. Um, on the defensive end, I'm looking at Bo Byram. I like the the Lekkonen pick. Um, you all, you also have to see he's now with the, the turnover of the roster. Lekkonen's got seniority. He's now mm-hmm. one of the guys you ask about the avalanche way. So you, mm-hmm. you think he's going to be one of those voices and the guys you lean on. If you don't want to go talk to Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen how to do yeah. things, Lekkonen could be that guy. And and why not Ross Colton? Oh, does yeah. a lot. You know, he'll be uh, 
face-offs. He'll do penalty kills. He's going to be the, that, you know, third or bottom six, just, you know, beating guys Nico up. Stern. Nothing, right? like, he could be yeah, yeah, part yeah. two. Yeah. So I think the Avs will have options there. Uh, it's just who's going to kind of step up and take that title. I like that title. I like that title. We got to remember that. We got to uh, hand out an award. Who was the Who was the Swiss Army knife of Swiss the Army knife of the year? So uh, that's a good question. And then the final one by KMC CREA. How do you Understood. say that one, Kai? How do you say that one? Come up, Korea. Come on. <laughs> Uh, besides Druin, who are you most excited to watch this year? Now, is this a, a new player or is this someone who's been the team for a little while or just expecting uh, an uptick in production? Selfishly for me, seeing Miles Wood and Avalanche Jersey will be incredible. Mm-hmm. But ever since Johansson came over here, I want to see what he can do. I feel like he can explode in Colorado just potential that he has yeah I I'll give you a three I'll give you a new guy um someone's been with the team for a while and maybe someone that comes up from Loveland Ooh. So definitely Ryan Johansson Johansson I, I, I agree with you I really want to see him in the abs colors on that second line kind of just like take command of that um, a guy that's been with the team for a while. I want to see Logan O'Connor really mm-hmm. just kind of take that next step this year. He's got all the tools. He's got, you know, he's all the, all the skill in the world. Um, could he be the guy? And he's fun to watch anyway. And you just want to see him put it all together where now it's showing up in the stat sheet in terms of points and goals and assists and all that. And not expecting this, you know, 50, 60 point season, but um, just an just an increase in production. I would love to see that from Logan O'Connor, and then someone that is brand new to the team. That I said Loveland, but he hasn't even really played for Loveland that long. Is Sam Malinsky? Hmm. I want. I want. We had him in the graphic. Um, could he be? Could he take that spot? I mean, you had your other options right now, or what we had up there: Jack Johnson and Curtis McDermott. You don't really need Curtis McDermott to be your muscle anymore because you have more of it. You have enough of it where he was it before, and that's all he was there to do. He, his, his play improved over the past couple of years, but he's still not that guy. Malinsky is built for this. Maybe not this year, but do they give him a shot? If they give him a shot in the beginning, I want to see what he does with it right off the bat. You know, I'll give you one more honorable mention. Go for it. Pavel Francos. I don't want to see hey, yeah. Yorgiev do 62 games next year. Yeah, good one. That's a good poll. Yeah, I agree with you there. I want to see, you know, that's what I mean. Like, not just the excitement is, like, you get him back to, to regular health yep. and you use that duo like the Avalanche want to do, they don't want to play Yorgiev that much. So if he can stay healthy and both of those guys can play and just get in grooves – that just makes his team that much more difficult to play against. So I'm, yep. I'm with you on that one right there. So, all right. So uh, that'll wrap it up for today. Answer any of those questions you feel like you have an answer to over on uh, our, our YouTube channel or our uh, Twitter or our, our thread. 
Our thread. Is it threading? Are we threading? Yeah. Is that yeah, what thread it's called? Us. Right? Thread us. Rethread us. <laughs> Rethread. <laughs> thread the needle. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. We are scheduled to do a crossover with Stanley Cup champions locked on Vegas Golden Knights. So we are going to start our uh, summer of crossovers. That is scheduled to happen. We're going to record it tomorrow, and it'll be out on Friday. So Passing the torch. Even if you don't like Vegas as a team, the hosts of Vegas Golden Knights are great. They're yeah. fantastic, especially Tony. Tony is hysterical. So uh, that will be tomorrow uh, if all goes according to plan. So that'll wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That is very appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!